Dads on Dayquil would like to draw your attention to the fact that the following content is made up of humorous adult material and is intended for a mature, not easily triggered audience. You have been warned. Josh, go ahead and finish that cracker. I'll intro us into this thing. The Dads on Dayquil. I'm Jordan, a.k.a. The Gnome. I am Josh, a.k.a. The Dome. I'm AJ, a.k.a. The Stone. You are in for a treat. We've got dad jokes, dad stories, and dad games for your ear holes. Dad Jeopardy, Dad Feud, Dad Libs, Dad Tips. Tips? What kind of tips are we talking about? We are definitely not what you're expecting. This is Dad's on Dayco. Let's get it. You know, guys, why wouldn't dinosaurs make good pets? Hmm. Uh, Probably because they eat your whole family. Because they're dead. I was going to say extinct, Mm -hmm. but I was like, that can't be it. Should have went with your gut. Yeah. I went to, and then Josh was like, because they'll eat you, which is the dumbest fucking answer he could think of. That's also like a very acceptable answer. What if they're an herbivore? Omnivore. I'm pretty sure they're probably going to eat you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think you smoked enough herbs to become an herbivore. A yeah. Herb. yeah. Might be true. Yeah. I think it'd be kind of dope. Not really. I don't know. To own a dinosaur or to be an herb? Just to be around dinosaurs. Oh, mm. fuck yeah. That'd be badass. I mean, I don't know. The human race is dumb enough that we're probably going to recreate them like Jurassic Park. Mm. Yeah. We'll, we'll recreate them. We'll fuck them and we'll eat them. And then they'll kill us. I mean, speaking of D&D, we were talking about earlier. So one thing I noticed with Dungeons and Dragons is every character you can make is a like a half human, half dragon, half elf, half human, uh, half orc, half human, a uh, half gnome, half human. Uh, human race fucks everything. <laughs> there's no shortage of what the human race is not fuck. So, you know, probably. Probably, I mean, for God's sake, someone out there was like, yo, man, you see that dragon? I'm a fuck it. Yeah. We, so we'll get into more of this later as far as my buddy Joey. But my buddy Joey was in town yesterday morning and him and I were talking and we were talking about memes. And I, I always loved like when the whole uh, Space Force talk got brought up and it seemed outlandish, but then it was kind of going to be a real thing. And then you'd see memes like, when Marines of the space force make first contact and it's these astronauts <laughs> holding up sign that say, want to fuck. And you're like, it's, it's true. <laughs> like that's, what's so fucking funny about it is because it's 100% factual. Yeah. As maybe for women, but we're men. So I'll speak this way for men. We will find a way if possible to fuck it. It's just yeah. what we do. Grab them sheets and clap them cheeks. That's right. <laughs> One wild night in Cabo again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Dad's on Dayquil, episode 105. I'm Gnome. I'm Dome. I'm Stone, baby. All right. Well, um, yeah. So uh, if you want to find more of us after this episode, you can do so at linktree slash Dad's on Dayquil. You can find all of our links on there. Uh, most importantly, at the top, you can find our Patreon. We are still doing a giveaway. And if you are part of our Patreon, you automatically get the amount of entries to the level you subscribe to. So hop on $3, $5, $20. If you're on the 5 or 20 you're getting our extra bonus podcast every month, which maybe in August we might start doing two. Who knows? Depends if we can stay awake to record. Burn! <laughs> Passive aggressive. I just wanted him to look up. I love you. Um, yeah, so check it out. Uh, go to Patreon, Dads on Dayquil, and subscribe if you love us. Share us. Part of our merch package thing that we're giving away is all you have to do is share us to anybody. It could be to a text. It could be to social medias anywhere. It could be to your grandma in a letter. It could be to scam texts. Thanks, Ty. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever you guys want to do. So just get on it. There we go. It's closing I- up. Don't get that much longer. You can you can do it on like if you're sitting at a baseball game and a foul ball comes and this special kid in front of you gets the foul ball, you could just lean over and write Dad's on Dayquil podcast on it. Yeah, yeah the second you out. sign it for him, it's yeah. that's an automatic one hundred. Yeah, you just got to send us proof. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. it. 
So there's that. Oh, by the way, notes to all you people out there that's like, well, I shared a bunch. What? Where's your proof? I don't see I, the DMs coming through. I can tell you I, I do have a tally going on for Twitter, like people that are retweeting our episodes, which is usually mm-hmm. the main people that yeah. you know listen to us anyway and engage yeah. with us. Mm-hmm. But I, I am giving those people the credit that they deserve because they are sharing our podcast, which has our direct link on that tweet. So yeah. uh, that but counts then there's too. people like Alex Raymond who has sent me one every day for like 12 days straight. Mm-hmm. Sent me a picture, an actual picture, a screenshot mm-hmm. that he's done it. Hell yeah. That's the kind of dedication that we need. Fuck yeah. That's the kind of dedication that deserves a shout out on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So Alex Raymond, you're the shit. Meow, 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 meow. Also, speaking of shout outs, we had another person who is not part of any podcast, uh, but he does know the King Labar. And he said, I need to give Labar a run for his money. He's not getting any more merch. And Brett has signed on to our $20, the whole damn bottle tier on Patreon. So, Fuck Brett, yeah. we thank you. coming for your title, King. That's all I'm saying. He is. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen. And he's coming hard. It's fast, but it's hard. He's, he's coming. Got, he's, but he's coming. He's coming. Be all over. Yeah. Let me drip in that swag. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, let's hop into dad stories. Dome, what do you got? Well, the kids were gone uh, on Thursday. Um, So I decided to go out and have a good time with some adults on Saturday. Um, And it was a fucking blast had an amazing time at a Diamondbacks game with um, two somewhat cool people and one really cool preteen. No, he's a teen. Just kidding. He just he just became an official teen teen. Um, yeah, Elias was a fucking riot, dude. An absolute riot yesterday. He's, he's pretty funny. Because there was a kid behind us <laughs> at this fucking ball game who was an absolute disaster shit show. This kid was an 11. He was he was obnoxious, snotty, mean, disrespectful, and it was it was entertaining watching Elias make faces at this kid's comments and then just like say things he'd turn to me and be like, "Uh, if I acted like that, you and my dad would just beat my ass." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes and no. But yeah, I mean, this kid was crying at the fact that his dad wouldn't let him go sit with his friends because uh, his dad had never met this kid. He had never met the parents. They were in a very packed baseball stadium and the kid wanted to go by himself and just wander around at the age of 11. And I as a dad, I got it like I got why he didn't want him to do that in that in that setting. You know, there's a there's a special amount of trust that you need to have in your kid, mm-hmm. let alone the, you know, the rest of the world to allow your kid, your child to just walk around in a packed, and I'm talking like 30,000 people packed stadium. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's a tough thing, but this kid didn't want to hear it, man. I want to go home. I want to go home. I don't want to do this. This is not fair. And the dad's just like, mm, well, I mean, I don't know these people, so I'm not letting you go. You know, and the mom the whole time was just standing there didn't say a word just let the dad deal with it himself didn't want to didn't want to jump in one bit didn't want to be the bad guy at all and the dad had to suffer with this kid being i'm I'm serious this kid was up fucking noxious i mean the whole game yeah yeah i almost got up and at one point said something and it (laughs) the kid wanted to go i don't remember where he wanted to go but jordan leans over to me he's like you should tell the dad that you'll take him and I stand up to say it. And right as I stand up to say it, these people who we were actually in their seats at the time decided to show up to the game like four innings fucking in. Yeah. And so it took my attention and then I just I lost it and I never got a chance to say it. But yeah, this kid was an obnoxious little prick. So for all you dads out there, teach your kids how to deal with loss and and uh, struggle when they don't get what they want. 
because the rest of us shouldn't have to suffer. <laughs> it actually, um, it actually was really nice to have a situation like that happen. I mean, yeah, it kind of sucked that we had to deal with it for eight innings, but we had so much fucking fun. Oh yeah. Besides that, that it didn't, and it became comical. Yeah. Um, but it was well, nice <laughs> to see from a dad's perspective, like my son being 14, yeah. and my son getting annoyed with this kid's bitchy attitude. Like, yeah. like yeah. he wanted to turn around and put this kid in his place because yeah. my son's been put in his place. If that would have been us, it would have been in the first inning he would have been put in his place. 100%. So... Yep. And he even said that he even said he, 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 he had made, he had made a comment about how, how he, he doesn't like how disrespectful the kid was. Right. And, and, and I, my exact response was that's why you're getting to go do things mm -hmm. without our supervision is because we can trust you because you are mature enough, mm -hmm. you know, and granted 11 to 14 is a three year difference, yeah. but in the same respect, it's going to take a lot more than three years for that kid to knock off that attitude. Yeah. Like it was bad. Yeah. We, uh, so it was for those listening, we went to the diamondbacks game in Phoenix and they were playing the Washington, Washington nationals who I didn't realize this when we went to the game, the going into that game, the nationals had <laughs> lost 11 straight games 12. and, uh, now it's 12. It was a great game, uh, <laughs> great game to watch. Um, but, and the kid behind us, they were national fans. So it made it Ooh. all the better because yeah. I didn't take it to a level like the normal hecklers do where they'll really get into it. But I would make comments once every inning, like uh, one of the guys struck out and I was like, what a loser. And then it goes like 30 seconds by and the kid behind me, he's not a loser. Yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even turn around to acknowledge it. I would just sit there and giggle. You know, it was, it was, yeah. he was definitely listening to us when we were like making uh, comments out yeah. loud for, well, then there was That's the amazing. one, there was the one where we had shouted strike him out or something like that. And he repeated it. And then he goes, Oh wait, no, 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 <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, but it was, it was a great time. D-backs had a hell of a game. Uh, their pitcher, uh, Baumgartner, he, he made it through eight innings and he had nine strikeouts and, uh, we we left during the ninth inning to try and beat some of the crowd, which ended up by the time we got out of there, the game was over and the whole crowd was coming anyway. Mm -hmm. But uh, they ended up winning seven to two. It was a blast. It was a good drive down there. We stopped at a place called Forty Eight uh, Brewing, oh, and we had so some good. lunch and some beer. And it's Hell in yeah. Su Surprise, Arizona is the one we stopped at. Oh my god, it was fantastic. Um, yeah, Elias was good the whole time. He was funny and. Uh, but yeah, my buddy Joey had talked to us a month ago and was mm -hmm. like, hey, I want to go to a baseball game. And I was like, perfect. My wife and daughter are out of town this weekend and the D-backs are in Phoenix. Let's go. So we mm -hmm. went and uh, I felt like I felt it was very odd last night. There was like no fucking traffic on the way back to Kingman. Damn. Oh, we Yeah, we didn't get stuck behind anybody. I passed mm -hmm. one. We passed one car. And there that was, was it. one of those when it's two lanes for like 25 miles, yeah. there was one point where we passed two semis and three cars. And then after that, I don't remember seeing a car nope. until we got to the 40. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was like, it wasn't super late. It was like, you know, what, nine, 10 o'clock at night. So mm -hmm. yeah, you left out the, the best part though, um, that we got to run into the Danny DeVito lookalike. Yes. Um, was <laughs> awesome. Yes. Super nice really kind individual. Um, if you want to know what we're talking about, hop into that discord $3 on Patreon, get you more information. Promise. It's worth it. It is two thumbs up worth it. Absolutely. I, I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> and, and the fact that that kid got a foul, it wasn't a foul ball, the no. nationals player at the end of every inning, because we were sitting behind the nationals dugout, yeah. At the end of every inning, he would throw the ball over the net into the crowd, and mm -hmm. his mom caught one of the balls. And to see the pure excitement on this guy's oh, face, he was shaking. Yeah. He was sh he was so happy. He was shaking. Yeah, just like convulsing. It was great. It was yeah. great. It was so great. Um, yeah, it was it was a great time. We had a, we had a lot of fun. Drank some beer. Ate some good food. Um, we stopped on the way home so Dome could take a shit. And to gas up, and the Fucker. bathrooms were closed for cleaning. 
<laughs> and yeah, we still had two went, hours when to I go. went up, they were closed. <laughs> when I went up, they were closed, you fucking dick. Oh, yeah. When I Elias go... and I walked up, I was like, we just got to pee. And she was like, oh, yeah, go ahead real quick. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks. Yep. So for 110 miles, I was pinching one off. <laughs> that thing, dude, that thing shot out of me like a fucking Russian missile. I bet it did. You should have took like the ladies cleaning bucket with the mop and just shat <laughs> the bucket right there. <laughs> right the on the bucket. Clean this up while you're at it. <laughs> oh man. What about you stoned? Um, my weekend was, uh, was pretty mellow. Just hung out with Avery Friday night. Uh, was pretty cool. Got to just hang out with, uh, with the gnome Aaron from, I had to say it and Josh and the Apple boys podcast. We hung out, we hung out for a bit. And chilled out. And then I got to hang out with a happy hour after that. Uh, so it was a good Friday night. Saturday, me and Aves went to our normal brunch spot. Got complimented by a couple of people. A couple of people were like, I just want to say, like, your kid is so well behaved and she's so nice and she's so happy. And I was like, thank you. I put a r- lot of really hard work into that. I don't want a fucking hellion running around here. And then cops are calling me up. Like, that's my number one fear. It's like, I don't want to be that parent. That's a fucking shit scenario. That's like my, my nightmares are made of. So it's like really nice to get those compliments. And we went to the mall for a bit. Uh, Cause we were going to go see a movie, but it hadn't quite got to that point. So we had like two hours to kill. And I was like, fuck it. Let's just go to the Galleria. So I went to the mall. We we're walking around and a couple more people were like, you have such a well-behaved little girl. You know, she's walking around saying hi to everyone. Hi. And, uh, but, but sometimes it, it's funny and it's comical what she says to some people and how some people come back from it. Because when we were leaving our brunch spot, there's this girl named Natalie that works there. And Natalie was like, Hey, what's your name? Little girl. I never knew you. I never got to know your name. And she was like, my name's Avery. And this is daddy. And <laughs> she looks at me and she goes, it's going to be weird if I call you daddy. And no I went one. and I went to say it really won't. And then I was like, uh yeah. <laughs> no. I want to say it's so bad because I have like the whole biggest crush on this girl ever. <laughs> so fucking hot. But I was like, I, I, I don't want to. I, I, yeah. No, we're just gonna leave that. We're gonna we're gonna leave that uncovered. Leave it uncovered for now. Let it simmer. <laughs> but uh, I, I'll just let her. I'll just I'll just dream about her. But I was just like I was about to say it. I was just like ah it's, ah ah no nah, I can't I can't. But we went to the mall, we're hanging out, and we went to this one store where it's like a store for kids like up to 14 or 15. A lot of like school uniform type polo stuff in there. But there's also a giant section in the back for like newborns up to five and six. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's take a look at what's in here. And they had a giant liquidation sale. So I got Avery a bunch of uh, skirts for like four bucks each because they've been like really hard to come by. And so I'm trying to get into the fitting room to have her try on these clothes and there's one fitting room it's taken and there's a line of people and i got just fucking irritated and i was like i want to try these on uh avery just to make sure they'll fit because i don't want to buy and they have to come back because it's fucking thing i hate the most so in the back of the store there's like six circles of clothes and you can't you could barely fit like avery into there and i was like perfect fuck it. Avery, get over here. And I changed her ass right there in the middle of the fucking store. Like, goddamn dad, I am. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude, these shits fit. And I walked past the line and it hadn't even moved. Like, they hadn't even gotten out of the fucking dressing room yet. Another person went in. And I was like, sucks to be you, bitches. Fuck yeah. Total dad move. Just changed her right fucking there in the middle of the store. Got her fucking tried on those skirts and they worked. And they went. Oh, go ahead. We went and we saw the Minions movie afterwards, and it was great. We it's went amazing. To, it, was, it, it was really good. I yeah. didn't expect it to yeah. be that good. They've done really well with those Minions movies. Yeah, really, really well with them. I like all uh, the Despicable Me's and, and yeah. the Minions that I've seen. They're they're very or, good. Or, well, the the I guess it's not the Minion spinoff, but it's like the it's a Gru spinoff. Yes, it, yes. It, it's it's an origin story for Gru for Gru, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. So it and is it's really kind good. of Despicable Me. Yeah. yeah. Yes, and it is good. I was really surprised at like the the selection of music because it's like based on him growing up in the seventies and they had like the funk disco. Yeah. They also had like a bunch of other seventies uh, bands playing in there, and I was like, "Huh, that's interesting. Nice. All right. Good job. Good job on whoever made this movie. They did well." And then we got home. I dropped an edible. We went in the pool. I had a fucking like touching of God moment, just laying there staring at the sky, and my kids laying there next to me, and she's just like, "Oh." This is great, Dad. This is great. And I'm over there just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Fucking zoning out. We get back inside. 
And I was like, cool. I got all these plans to make all these plans to do. Once Avery goes to sleep, I passed my fucking high ass out at eight 30, <laughs> woke up at like 6am going, fuck. <laughs> Isn't that the worst? It's the best and the worst at the same time. Yeah, it is. Cause it's amazing. I got the sleep. best night of sleep. Yeah. Best night of sleep. And I woke the up only... to her next to my fucking ankles at the end of the bed. <laughs> oh shit. The only thing uh, you can do is when you wake up, you just go, hm, nailed it. Yep. Nailed it. Just move on. Uh, so what about you, numb? Well, I was I, I I hopped on with Josh. That was my dad's story. I was going to the ball game, spending time with my kid, a nice little road trip. It's a three hour drive from here to to the stadium. Yeah. So we had a nice three hour car drive together, bullshitting, uh, and then on the way back, the same thing. Um but on your stories, a couple things that I wanted to touch on. One, I bet that girl is saying the same thing. Like, I wish he would have said something. Mm-hmm. And now Guaranteed. you just don't know it. She was like, I wish he would have said, <laughs> maybe. You can call me daddy. Maybe. But hey, yeah. maybe next time. Uh, I mean, a said it's, a re- it's a regular spot for you. Also, the other thing I wanted to touch on, it was a great time getting to hop on and hang out with Aaron and Josh from the Apple Boys. Aaron from I Had to Say It. Yeah. And Josh from the Apple Boys. Uh, and it was just impromptu in our discord. Josh just texts everybody and said, Hey, he had some dad jokes and he wanted to hop onto a discord voice chat. And so if you join Patreon, that could be an option where, Hey, I want to be able to talk and hang out with the dads. It was free game. If you had the time we created a voice chat and you just hop in there and Mm -hmm. talk with us and listen with us and it's a great time and it's something we're going to do every now and again. So Hell yeah. come join that Patreon and, and join some fun with the dads. That's the whole purpose of it is it's a paid platform so that you get more of us. So, mm-hmm. um, which you might not like <laughs> behind the curtain, <laughs> <laughs> your thumbs, your thumbs may not go up. They might just go to the side. Who knows? Those um, Knights fans out there are like, fuck that discord. Yeah. Knights fans don't come in our Discord. No, they mute, to it. They, they mute it. They mute it. They mute it. They mute it. Thanks, Jake. Um, yeah. So, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Hey guys. Yeah. Why don't Why don't they make bread and pickles in the same factory? Hmm. They'd end up with dildo. Mmm. That's hmm. gross. You guys want to take a quick commercial break? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Hey there, dickwad. This is Meth Head Mike. Meth Mike. I'm here and I'm new to the Stone Safe House and I got to say this fucking place is amazing. All the meth I want to snort is here for the taking. Ah, God damn it. That shit gets me fucking off. My godfather, Tuco from the Breaking Dead series would be so fucking proud of me right now. You know what makes me proud? My fucking workout routine, which consists of the following. Snort meth. Eat out your wife's pussy. Snort meth out of your wife's pussy. Eat a tortilla. Snore more meth. Fight my dead dad in the pool. And you guessed it. Snort meth. But you can't have nine inch big fucking pythons like this guy on your fucking fat ass diet, you piece of shit, burger munching bitch. But what you can do is buy the Stones Waist Trainer Pro. This man pussy girdle stretches from below your fucking man titties to your knees. You know what my knees are known around these parts? They're known around the dick bell because my dick hangs so low it knocks around my knees like a goddamn pendulum on a bell bitches yeah buy yours now so you can lose weight and look almost as good as me but not quite the best because only the best finger blasts your wife with the crystal peace out bitches that man may have been the same guy from that florida man story that got caught leaving the stone safe house with methamphetamine residue yeah, I'm pretty possibly. sure that's who it is. Yeah. Possibly. I like him. He's a good dude. Get yeah. shit done. Sounds... You know who's not a good dude? Mm. Mufasa. From The Lion King. Oh. Explain. He's a douche. We're going there. We're going there. Uh, before you explain <clears throat> how he's a douche, for those people listening, uh, this episode is dedicated to us being lazy for the last, I don't know, 70 episodes. We've wanted to do this thing called Dad's Advocate. If you don't know what it is, hop into Den of Sins. It's episode number three. We each will take a movie, and we are going to twist to the devil's advocate side as a dad. So, Dome, take it away. So, obviously, Lion King and Mufasa. Mufasa is a villain. 
how well do we really know Mufasa? He passes so early in the story while he's idolized by <clears throat> the young and impressionable Simba. We only know a few things for sure about the, the furry patriarch. When we first see Mufasa, he seems strong and regal. He seems to be a king, kind, loving father. But quickly after that, we see him interact with his brother Scar. Here, he is cold towards Scar, mean even. He lets Scar know his son, a baby cub, is more important and more suited to become king than he is. The, con the conversation continues to a point where Mufasa ends up becoming violent towards Scar for no reason. When Mufasa is when Mufasa parts ways from Scar, he seems he is seen making fun of him and even makes a joke about him being dead, saying that he would make a good throw rug. And whenever he gets dirty, you can just take him out and beat him. There are plenty of other things we know from the beginning of Muf about Mufasa. For example, we know that he led with an iron fist and established a rigid social hierarchy. Mufasa preaches the whole circle of life, top, but it's more of a top of the food chain theory. How, so basically what I mean by that is, is that the strongest are on the top and everyone underneath them are just looked at as weak and feeble and treated as such. So I don't know about you guys. That's not the kind of person I want running my show. That's not the kind of king that I want, right? I don't know, just me. So I lost my spot. You got to edit this out. Okay, while you find your spot, it, he yeah. ruled with an iron paw, just so you know. You can edit that in. <laughs> <laughs> just put Paul over it. Right. Your 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 voice. <laughs> Call it good. <laughs> All right. Fuck! I lost my spot again. God damn it, Jordan! You fucking douche. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. However, he totally exiles the hyenas, where they will presumably not make <clears throat> not make it from from starvation. For fuck's sake! However. He totally exiles the hyenas where they will presumably not make it from starvation. It was said from the creators that Scar got his nickname from Mufasa when they were kids showing he doesn't hold much respect for Scar. If your family didn't respect you or treat you well, how would you take it? Now, listen, Disney sets up Scar to be a villain in the story, but is it really his fault that there's a drought after he takes over? It's not like the lions can control the weather. While Mufasa had a booming pride land to thrive off of, Scar had nothing. He had droughts. He had famine. Things that he couldn't control. The hyenas do wind up eating too much food, but that's kind of understandable when you're in survival mode, right? And it's not really Scar's fault, again, that it wasn't raining or anything. So take that for what it is. Look. It's also clear that Mufasa doesn't care about other life forms besides the lions because there were plenty of other subjects that needed help and he just ignored them. The circle of life that that got portrayed by Mufasa is that the bigger, stronger are supposed to use and abuse the weak and lower tier animals. For example, Mufasa uses Zazu in a lesson to teach Simba how to pounce and hunt. What kind of king does that? The best. Or when he banishes the hyenas to starve, to starve to death because they are his biggest threat. Now, you might be saying, all right, but Scar killed Mufasa. Or did he? Maybe he let Mufasa slip from his claws when he was attempting to pull him up on accident. How can you really fault Scar for all that happened, all the trauma that was caused by his father and brother throughout the years? That, that trauma is basically what shaped Scar so is it really Scar's fault? I don't know. I think that if if your family isn't treating you with kindness, love, respect, aren't they just creating the very mindset that is a villain? So wouldn't they be the creators? Meaning that Mufasa and his father are really the villains of this story? That's, that's true. That's a good point. I mean, just think. How would Scar have turned out if he was shown love and compassion? Revenge never would have been a thought.
It's my two cents. Fuck Mufasa. Fuck Mufasa. 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 Um. Yeah, I like that. That's a good. That's a good take because uh, Mufasa does get, I think, too much credit, and mm-hmm. um, it's it's uh, it's appalling sometimes. It is. <clears throat> hey guys, do you know what the difference between your penis and your bonus check are? Someone will always want to blow your bonus. Hmm. Hmm. I also don't get a bonus. You know what the difference between ooh and ah is? About three inches. Also, what hole? <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to take another quick commercial break? Sure. All right. Yeah. Do you like giving yourself enemas? Do you wish you could get them just a little bit deeper? Well, hold on to your toilet seats. I have just the product for you. The Silicone Comfort Cleansing Kit has everything you'll need to extend those enemas up to 150 centimeters. With its easy fit attachments, you can simply hook this up to your shower head and control as much or as little power as you need to clean your colon. The soft tube and special lube allows for easy glide right into your sphincter. The Silicone Comfort Cleansing Kit will have your digestive tract slipping and sliding in no time. Get yours today for only $9.99. That's an at-home colonoscopy. Yeah, yeah. I got to give me one of them. Mm. It's pretty badass. It's nice. Just it's a, it's a smooth red. Got to clean out the boop shoot every now and then. Smooth red. Looks like a worm. Speaking of blowing shit up your asshole, I got a movie to pick a bone with here. Mm. Oh, yeah. No, number one, it's a Disney movie. I believe this is one of the movies that really uh, pushed the trophies are for everyone kind of a movie. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, I also think that the uh, <clears throat> the director and the producer and the casting people were just at such a loss that they had to get a shitty a shitty lead male, a female that nobody knows about. They had to pick a couple kids from the Sandlot. They got a kid from Little Rascals, right? And they're going to portray all these people in some bumhole fucking town in Texas, right? I know what this is. So hear me out here. If you play a sport and you play it well, you put a lot of time and effort into becoming good at what you do, you and your teammates, right? And mm-hmm. you have a coach that drives you. He may even use a megaphone to really just get you guys going, right? <laughs> And then on the other side of it, you get a team of misfits that don't even know what the fucking game is. You, they they range in their ages of like 7 to 12, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like they tried to take the movie Miracle, which was a real-life event from the 1980 U.S. men's hockey team. Mm-hmm. Who The difference between the 1980 men's U.S. hockey team and the the team of the Big Green is that the men's U.S. hockey team actually knew what the fuck they were doing. Yeah. They were just going up against a bunch of Soviets that all they did was play hockey all the time, right? So <clears throat> you start this movie off, and you have, you don't know how, but you have some foreign exchange teacher land mm-hmm. in this small, shitty-ass town of Texas who's going to try and teach these kids in class, and these kids want nothing to do with her. It actually is very reminiscent from when we grew up as 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 boys in school, where you know nowadays they let kids act like that and they just don't do anything about it. Back then we'd start acting like that and then we'd get our asses whooped by the teacher uh-huh. potentially, right? And if not, then for sure by the parents. Oh yeah. Um, but then she she strikingly gets to the point where she's frustrated because she can't get through to him, so she breaks off this this globe and starts bouncing it on her head like some professional soccer athlete that she is. She looked more like a seal. Yeah, but, you know, it, whatever. And then, uh, so, she gets this gets this class's attention and decides, you know what, we're going to go outside and we're going to play soccer. And, of course, the one kid that can actually play soccer doesn't want anything to do with it, so he goes home, right? And then they put this team together, and they have to play this team that I referenced earlier, 
uh, the, they have to play the Knights. And the first game that they play, they lose 18 and nothing. They didn't know what was left. They didn't know what was right. And they got their asses stomped, as they should. If anything, the Knights are a little bit trashy. It should have been even higher of a score. Uh, you know, so I say if you're going to bury them, bury them the right way. But the movie goes on, and this the kid Juan, who I was referencing, who didn't want to play soccer, decides he's going to help this team out. And apparently he's some fucking all-star from Central America that is the answer to this team's problem. This one person is going to turn this team around and give them the juice to become the big green, right? And the movie goes on, and eventually they get to the championship game. It's almost like Mighty Ducks, you know? Like this team of misfits that isn't worth a damn somehow gets to the championship game, and they're going to play the Knights again, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And it actually comes down to it, and the smallest player on the team, Newt, uh, who's from the Rascals as well, um, scores the game-winning goal. And I just think this movie is absolute bullshit. And the simplest reason is there's no fucking way on this earth that team would ever beat the Knights. And it's creating this mantra for kids that we can do it. But the problem that it's creating is it's creating it the wrong way. You can do it, but you actually have to know what you're doing. And it's this false hope that this movie gives gives to kids that's just an absolute shit show. Yeah. When in reality, that teacher comes in, these kids are a bunch of fucking deadbeats. She's like, I'm out of here. I'm going back to England. And all these kids, Larry's going to end up becoming a drunk and dying in a car wreck at the age of 30, right? Juan's going to not take the shit, and he's going to head back to Central America with his mom. And then you get all these other kids, like like Newt. Newt's going to end up selling drugs outside the quick stop, which the <laughs> other two or three kids are probably going to be working at. Like, these kids have no fucking future at all, and this movie gives them false hope, like they're going to become Bayern Munich someday. And it's This movie is disgusting. the reason why teams like the Cleveland Browns and the Detroit Lions and the Washington Nationals have fans. Yeah. I mean, the Nationals did just win the World Series like two years ago, but... Mm. <laughs> I mean, you got to throw them one yeah, bone. Go. The Cowboys. <laughs> the Cowboys. Dem boys. Dem boys. So, yeah, I, I just think uh, that movie is an absolute uh, trash shit show that should have never been made. And do you happen to know, I got some stats here, and I am just floored here that Mm. on its opening Wednesday, it debuted at the box 4.6, almost 4.7 million. Wow. Total revenue. Back in the 90s? Yeah, 95. Back in in the 95 days, the total box office revenue was 17.725 million. Holy shit. And it sold over 5 million units on video when it was released in January of 1996. Wow. Damn. Thus creating that no matter what, every kid gets a trophy. Every kid gets to play. And you know, the thing about those movies is unless you're Macaulay Culkin, they prey on those kids in the way that those kids don't know, hey, I can go ahead and be like, let me negotiate my pay. They're going to be like, you know, we'll give you like X amount of thousand. And they make so much money off and then so much money off the VHS that really they should have gotten like 4,000% over what they actually got. It's crazy. It's crazy shit. I also have some quotes about this movie that I have written down here. The New York Times, most of the movie's charm lies in its portrayal of the children as an adorable, if exasperating, multicultural version of our gang. Okay, Mm. I didn't really say that the movie was good or not. Uh, The Dove Foundation, written screenwriter of who wrote... Angels in the Outfield, the Big Green develops its fun and excitement without resorting to crude humor, sex, or obscene language. The Big Green is a feel-good movie, and it is encouraging to see such quality film make its appearance in lieu of the usual degenerate fare so prevalent today. Hmm. Uh. Lastly, <clears throat> in a generally favorable review, John Anderson of the Los Angeles Times describes this film as puckless mighty ducks. 
and describe the young characters as an endearing group. Sounds like a bunch of smoke. And then the last one, Common Sense Media gives the Big Green three out of five stars, listing it as the third best soccer film made for kids. The third? <laughs> this is back in 95, so what's one and two, homie? Yeah. Ladybugs? <laughs> Maybe. Airbud <Shit>. 3? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember Shaolin Soccer? Have you no. ever seen Shaolin Soccer? Such a fantastic movie. Oh, my God. I Listen, I recommend everyone watch Shaolin Soccer. I might actually watch it tonight. It's so good. My favorite review, though, is this one. The title of it, I won't read the whole review, but just the title. Adorable children learn to play soccer poorly. <laughs> My man. It should, say, it, should, it should have said poor children learn how to play soccer adorably. Hey, there you go. Because that would have been more accurate. That would have been very accurate. Yeah. Oh, shit. You know, I had uh, I found this review at Comic-Con and I was like, this would be a great joke. What do you call an obese woman that is wearing the storm the stormtrooper outfit? Mm. A fupa trooper. <laughs> like oh, it. man. I hope if I was going to hook up with her, I better wear a stormtrooper costume so my shots don't hit either. Ooh, and that's a nut. Homie. I need to take a break after that one. All right, let's take mm. let's take one last commercial break. Yeah. Hey guys, it's Gnome here once again. Are you into sex? Like, do you love sex? Right? Am I talking to the right person here? Oh yeah. Right? Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Is if sex is always on your mind, I have the product for you. In thirteen different positions, you can get these pewter keychains representing sex do you like reverse cowgirl we got that do you like regular cowgirl we got that do you like on the knees doggy style sure as shit got it if you're a woman do you like two guys at one time we got that too how about a good old 69 everything you can think of the pewter keychain delivers constantly reminding you a nuts a nut homie take two sets said from the knowns man himself <laughs> i will take two sets i want two sets um yeah. stoned give him out his christmas presents this so, is the position i want you in this is the position i want you in sorry <laughs> you're good buddy. dome's like but for real can you send me the link <laughs> they're two bucks a piece i forgot to say that <laughs> <laughs> oh shit where they That's get you shipping and handling. No shit. Uh, so when we started doing Dad's Advocate a while ago, I had started making kind of a list of movie ideas I wanted to do. And at the top of that list uh, was The Mummy because something I had noticed while watching this, one of my favorite movies of my childhood. That's like, it's, you know, it's, it's one of the greatest remake masterpieces ever and it came out just booming out of the 90s like that thing dropped in 99 it was huge oh, it was it's a huge. great movie it was huge into y2k like massive massive but there's one thing I, I i noticed um and i got really pissed about it because it shadow over my childhood i realized that this movie is not about romance and adventure and conquering evil this movie is about fuck around and find out and you getting out of the fuck around and find out when in reality your chances of making out of the fuck around and find out are so small it is so abysmal so as i was watching this movie i realized uh what happened um it's a shining example of what not to do it starts out in ancient egyptian rule uh where pharaoh essentially enslaved a super beautiful young woman to be his and only his woman god knows how many other women he had uh but she was not to be in love with anyone else and she was not in love with him she was basically a sex slave is what she was she was really in love with his high priest emotep and actually, I kind of found some similarities between him and I. On Sundays, I drop an edible while blasting Black Sabbath and consider myself a high priest as well. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh, but straight up, these two lovebirds uh, 
got caught by the Pharaoh and they were doomed to be executed uh, by, you know, his douche cunts magicness uh, for his childish, toxic, masculine ways. And what did they do? They killed him in self-defense. What would you do? It's self-preservation. They want to run away into the sunset and be in love. But unfortunately, they couldn't escape together. The young, beautiful lady sacrificed herself to save her man. On her dying breath, he pledged that he would bring her back from the dead. And he was about to fulfill that promise when the motherfucking Pharaoh guard, who, mind you, have no reason to avenge the Pharaoh at this point and can just do whatever the fuck they want, because fuck that guy, decided to stop Emotep and mummify him. Literally the most passive, aggressive, sassy, behind, like beyond the dead vengeance, the shit I've ever fucking seen besides Jordan saying earlier about Josh falling asleep. That that almost tops it. Almost tops it. You're welcome. But one thing on top of that, which is so stupid, is like this shitbag literally said, if I can't have her, fuck the world. Because when you think about it, he cursed this guy. He cursed him and said, if he comes back from the dead, he's essentially going to be a warlock. Who the fuck? <clears throat> what? You're going to be like, hey, man, you took my girl. Fuck you. I'm going to make you Superman if you come back from the dead. Who the f- that's some stupid fucking backwards ass Alabama roll tide shit if I've ever fucking heard it. Yeah. But you know, 3000 years later, you got some stupid chick that's like, I want to go find the land of the dead and find out about the shit. And you know, push came to shove, fuck around and find out. And she ended up resurrecting this dude. Like, come on. It's so stupid. It's it's like that kid that went to the island that was like, I want to spread the word of Jesus and got fucking killed. Maybe you just shouldn't. Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe teach people. Just don't. Maybe have the film end there. Just be like, you know what? Bam, they all died. How about guys just leave shit alone? Could have ended right there. And it had been a great fucking example to show everyone and their mom. Don't fuck around and find out. But of course, this dumbass had to speak from the undead Bible, and she released every kind of plague you can think of, turning water into blood, asteroids, swarms of bees and grasshoppers, people turning into voodoo zombies, flesh-eating beetles, sandstorms, everything. Everything. And you know what? It's She didn't even heed the warnings from everyone multiple times. I'm, I'm going to start calling her Eve, because, come on, it's fucking Adam and Eve. What the fuck happened? Jesus Christ. And one thing that really, really got to me was they had an opportunity, right? This guy was trying to resurrect his dead love. Instead of destroying this man who was wronged from the fucking very beginning, why didn't they compromise with him? They'd be like, hey, bro, how about I make you mortal? We resurrect your wife. We find some shit bag out there we can you know, sacrifice. I mean, this is 1925. You could have prevented World War II if you got Hitler. Just saying, just saying. But no, they were like, we should go ahead and we should kill Emotep. And we should get out of there and save the day. Hmm. This is like, of all the chances of this happening, this is like one in a billion. How many more times could this happen versus like badly versus successfully? What the fuck? It's so fucking stupid. It's so stupid. We shouldn't be yeah. showing these examples of like, oh, this heroism is going to be so amazing because let's be real. The end of the world would happen because somebody couldn't shut the fuck up. Huh? Jesus Christ. That's a fact. It's another, it's, another exa- <laughs> it's another example. It's another example of some chick wanting to talk her head off and some dude's like, I want to get in that puss and I'm just going to listen to it. But dude, she, fucking high she school saved- all over again. She saved, uh, what's her name? Saved uh, Brendan Fraser's character from being hung all because she wanted something. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, not out of goodwill. Not no, out of goodwill. Selfishness. selfishness. She actually bought him. She actually paid money for him like a slave. It's hard not to be sexist, but this kind of is a shining example you could say and make an argument that would lead down the road of someone's going, you're fucking sexist. But at the same time, goddamn movie, you can't see anything else about it. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Fuck Hello. the world. Emotep and that chick deserve to be in Paradise Forever. I'm, I'm always saying. on the side of the bald guy. So that makes sense. 
Um, speaking of fuck shit, bitch, cock, balls, uh, there was a post that all three of us are part of. It's a Facebook group called Dad Buds. Yep. And uh, you should definitely yeah. check them out if you are into the stone safe house realm of inebriation. It is definitely for you, especially if you are a dad who likes Hey-o. to enjoy That's it. Dad Buds. D A D space B U D S. Yes. If you're really interested and you can get a hold of any one of the three of us, we can uh, forward you the link to the page yeah. and uh, and get in there. Uh, but anyway, the post I believe we were going to talk about, Dome had tagged us in, and it, it says, says, go ahead. When someone says, quote, unquote, I never cuss around my children. Yeah. And so oh, you, want, you want to do the rest with the picture? Because they can't see. I was gonna do the. I was gonna say with a picture of Natalie Portman going, but yeah, they like, can't see. Like like so. the sarcastic clap. Yeah. There you go. Uh, um. <laughs> yeah, and then we were just perusing through the comments, and most of them I think would uh, probably err on the side of what we would probably agree with. Yeah. Uh, the three of us. Um. I think there's times that maybe you shouldn't cuss in front of your kids maybe sometimes but i could tell you my son is 14 and i've hardly watched my mouth all 14 years around him and this kid still has yet to say fuck that i know about which is pretty impressive i'm pretty yeah. sure my one and a half year old is probably going to say fuck by the end of this year absolutely because it's just a different personality but um i think one of my favorite comments on there was I recently told my wife I'm done censoring myself around the kids. They're not going to be sheltered from words their whole lives. My son apparently says, what the fuck when things aren't going his way now? So I agree with that. Um, your yeah. kids, you, you, your kids aren't even sheltered as kids. No. Because you can't control them when they go to school. And you have kids that <clears throat> have a free mouth and say whatever they want. And yeah. um, so... Why shelter them now? You know, why pretend? And, and part of that is um, growing up as in a household where is a do as I say, not as I do mentality, which I think is bullshit sometimes. Um, I think as a parent, being honest with your kids, even if it's, you know, Look, fucked up, teach, you know, it's all about teaching your kids the meaning of the word, right? And how to use it and understanding when to use it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Understanding the dynamic of your vocabulary. We joke around a lot on this podcast about, you know, words are hard and I'm a fucking idiot. And then I am. There's no, you know, that there is truth to that. But the reality of it is, is you need to understand your vocabulary and how to use it. When it comes down to it, know the setting you're in, know the environment you're that you're around, when you can cuss, when you shouldn't cuss. Words are words. It's not it's not the word fuck that is the problem. It's the meaning behind it. It's yeah. that's where it's at, folks. And if your kid understands, okay, fuck is fuck is derogatory, but fuck can also be an adjective, a verb, a noun, mm-hmm. a fucking comma. A com- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah, it can be a pause. I mean, it, it's all about what your intentions with the word is or yeah. words are correct how you know whatever because i mean you could say fucking motherfucking fuck and it's because i stubbed my toe yeah all i did was just give you a description of what happened that's it true, true. i agree but now if you walk into a grocery store and the woman behind, or man behind the counter gives you a hard time because they're in a grumpy mood to turn around and be like listen you fucking cunt <laughs> it's a little disrespectful yeah the person's being an asshole but do you need to no well i i think part of it too i, I don't remember i know i've told you guys the story but i don't know if i told it on the podcast um but when i was like 14 and we were at a family dinner my mom brings up a um i guess a manager of hers and mm-hmm. i just openly said oh you mean the cunt and everybody looked at me at the dinner table, mm. and my mom just glares at me. But I didn't know what the word was. 
I didn't know it was a bad word because I didn't know the context. I was like 13, 14 years old and I, I knew Fucking all the gangster. other words. <laughs> and they all laughed and then my mom just said you can't say that and I, okay and then she explained why later but it's like if you say something especially if you don't say it very often you maybe want to let your kids know if it's a bad word or not but like you can't don't repeat that don't say that yeah. word. you know mm-hmm. yeah so i think i think my favorite comment from this was i don't swear around quote unquote around my kids i make sure it's directed right at the little assholes <laughs> fuck them kids <laughs> fuck them kids <laughs> like there's there's a lot there's a lot of similarities to all these comments like we said earlier and it, and it basically stems from or it, it all is geared around be real people there's cussing mm-hmm. in the world if you shelter your kids from too much now when they get out into the world on their own they're not going to know how to deal with it and yeah. the the understanding of reality is going to be miscued. It is going to be misplaced. Yep. And that is when you develop a, a very large issue with society. When you don't like, I'm not, I'm not all for fitting into society, but you have to understand it. At least some, you have to know where the, the right moments are and the wrong moments are to act a certain way. Mm-hmm. it's just that simple yeah it's having a knowledgeable working filter at certain times you got to mm-hmm. be within compliance and you're not going to sit there and put a spotlight on yourself but other times you're just going to be who you are and it is what it is i'm not going to go in my work and be like hey guys guess what uh go fuck all of yourselves right now and give me a hundred dollar bonus bitch no i'm not going to go say that but i will yeah. go home and i'm gonna be like hey avery Get the fuck off of my stomach with your goddamn big ass fucking dinosaur you just threw down. Jesus Christ, you almost fucking killed me, babe. Fuck. <laughs> because damn, I'm going to be real in that moment because I can be real. Just be yeah. like, shit. And she knows, oh, damn, shit just got real because dad mm-hmm. said, fuck. She has to know. Like, I, I went through like all stages where I was like, fuck. I shouldn't say these words in front of her. And then I just got to the point where I was like, you know what? Like, it's so hard for me to try to be something i'm not yeah yeah exactly. i am uncompromising with my integrity i'm not going to be something i'm not and, and then, it is and what you're it teaching is. your kids that exactly i'm yeah. not going to teach my kid bullshit i'm going to teach her what really is what it is yeah. you know Listen. and if anyone has any fucking problems with that go fuck yourself exactly. ever since i was like 12 13 and realized i don't give a fuck what the oh oh no the herpes oh, no. Hit. Oh, the it, herpes hit. Hit. it got him <laughs> It got him. Stuck, stuck. <laughs> oh, oh boy. shit. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Is I wonder if there's a storm in Vegas. There might be. Yeah. Maybe. I we know. didn't have our weather update today, so we wouldn't know. No, we didn't. Um, it's next week. Give it a hot minute here. Oh, there Hi. he is. There we He's go. Back. There yeah. he is. Okay. <laughs> you were stuck like this for about fucking 30 seconds. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Fantastic. But yeah, um, like I don't I don't compromise who I am. Like it is no. what it is, you know? And like look, work you, is something totally different, but at home, my life. Yeah. If you desensitize them to, to certain words, it's only gonna make their life easier when you get when they get older. It really will. I uh, yeah. I mean, and plus on top of that if they get desensitized to the words when you and your significant other are banging and she's screaming, fuck me harder, fuck me harder. That's a win-win because they don't know what you're talking about anymore. (laughs) Kids better be in bed or on the other side of the house. Bro, if you ain't waking up them kids, you ain't doing it right. Well, maybe not for you because they are on the other side of the house. Yeah, the house is pretty big. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. And there's no uh... vents that connect between your room and theirs. No, no. Our cousin John used to say, if you come around and the, the house is a rock and you don't come a knocking, babe, <laughs> you leave it be what it is. If the house is a rock and you're fucking one of them blue whales. <laughs> <laughs> you in the splash zone, baby. Ooh, Put on that oh, raincoat. Shit. All right. Uh, let's show. close it out. Don't you want to throw some plugs out there? Fuck yeah, baby. Go over to our link tree. That's link tree slash dads on Dakewell. And the first thing on there is a goddamn Patreon. Get on that Patreon. You get three, five, $20 tiers, right? $3 tier, you get into Discord and hang out with us. $5 tier, you get that extra dose episode. Oh, shit. 
once, twice, 100 times a month. Who knows? Fuck, you're going to get a lot of shit out of that. $20 tier a month? Dude, we just fucking dripped the King Labar in his goddamn swag hat. You want yourself a swag hat? Do that fucking shit at 20 bucks a month. Also, our other $20 a month subscriber, you're getting your shit next month, bro. It's coming. What can you also do on that link tree? You can also visit all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. You can go to our merch link, right? Right over to TeePublic, get dripped in the eternal dad swag. Also, get to that fucking raffle because you're about to get three pieces of that fucking shit. Three pieces of whatever the fuck you want. Whatever swag you want from the merch. Also could be a hat. Oh shit. The dads are going to fucking splurge and they're going to splurge on you because we love you. Why? Because you buy us fucking copies with that buy us a copy thing you hit on that goddamn Linktree page that buys us a goddamn copy. Why do we need coffee? I'm fucking tired of saying it. For dads, we deal mm. with shit. Mm. It is what it is. Mm. We love all of you people. Puppy kiss. They had to buy me a purchase that I'd take that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, come to the storm safe house, baby. It's buy me a bowl. You got, you got you got one of them buy me buy me my monthly mortgage rate please right <laughs> <laughs> uh, buy me my car payment oh man all oh. right well dad's on day cool episode 105 peace out later dad's out oh, i don't like that look uh-oh hmm. break break my thumbs you know my uncle might have been a pedo but at least he slowed down in school zones Look, my jokes might. <laughs> Look, man, my jokes are like little kids with cancer. They never get old. You know, if only they ran through the school zones, we wouldn't have such a population problem. See y'all in hell.